0: At 6 o'clock, you're at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. This is a very exciting night, because we have a special guest host. Uh, the way happy hour works, everybody, is it's four minute sets at three minutes on a punchline you'll hear a horn, and that means wrap it up. But right now, you should clap your hands wildly for my rock, everybody. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay!
1: Woo! Hello! Welcome to Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. Thank you, Pam, for trusting me to do this today. Let's hope I don't F it up. (laughs) How's everybody doing? You good? All right, good. Good to see you. A little bit about me. I, um, I have a system for making my toast in the morning. And as you can guess, it's very OCD. I take out the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and I set them on the counter. The peanut butter goes on the left. The jam goes on the right the toast goes in the toaster and when the toast comes up the peanut butter goes on first and then the jam if anybody wants to ooh if anybody wants to put the jam on first and the peanut butter on next they're just looking for a fat lip these are the traditions of my people and i do not question them nor should you And when you cut the toast, you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. Anybody eating the left side first is fucking it up and making it worse for the rest of us. So let's review. What side of the toast do we eat first? Very good. My work here is done. (laughs) All right. Very good. You're paying attention. All right. I don't know what that sound was, but it made me want to go into the next joke of, let's stop shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop shooting and killing people, all right? Let's stop hating. Let's all just agree, that, yes, thank you. Let's just agree that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white, if he's Muslim and I'm Jewish, if he's Republican and I'm not an idiot. That's right. In fact, that it's, a, it's an advantage, because we each get to learn about the other person. We learn, we grow, it's that simple. All right, that's it for that. <laughs> okay, are you ready to get the show started? Yeah! All right, our first comment coming to the stage, where is he? There he is. <laughs> Please give a warm welcome for Daniel Lewis.
2: Yeah, keep going for the great Lauren Kraut, you guys. She's awesome. We got Lauren Kraut, then we got me, then we got Tim Taylor. We got all the hot young comedians for you here. Ah, damn. We're fast on the fucking pre-signs. That's how we do it. We pre-sign up real fast, because we're we're online all day with our desk jobs. Desk jobs, cool. (laughs) Lauren taking a strong stance against hate, going out on a limb there. Yeah, I'm also against hate. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we have a quorum here, don't we? <laughs> oh, man, I think sometimes, I think you probably noticed, uh, these days, I think the subtle racism is can, can be kind of like the worst, you know? That can be like the most insidious form, right? Like you guys have heard of tokenism. You know how that works, right? Right, they, they watch out for that white guy. He's got one black friend. Right, that's that could be his token black friend. He's trying to look not racist. But these guys, they know you're not supposed to have a token black friend. A lot of these guys. So a lot of these guys will strategically go out and make a second black friend to make it look like they don't have a token black friend. But that's twice as bad, right? Now you just got two token black friends. Even worse than that, you guys, these fucking racists. Three black friends. Okay, you're not fooling anybody, pal. Come on, your little game. I asked my buddy the other day. I was like, "How many black friends do you have?" He goes, "I don't know, man. A lot." That's what kind of fever pitch this thing has reached. This guy has totally lost count of how many black friends he has. Tokenism of the worst kind. Even though he's a black guy, but still, I felt like I could tell him that because he's a buddy of mine. Okay, he, he's one of my eleven black friends. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes when my, uh, one of my 11 black friends wants to, to, to do a handshake, I get a little confused as a white man with no soul, you know. Like he come, they come in with this thing and then it goes into a hug and then afterwards there's a complex thing that goes on and as far as I can tell it depends on the situation. Sometimes there's like little snaps and stuff while I'm in here and I just go limp. My, my, goal, my thing is just I just go limp, I just let them lead, you know. They could do anything, they could, they could twirl me if they wanted. They could dip, they could dip me, they could kiss me, they could fuck me, I don't care. Whatever you need, okay? You, don't, you didn't get the 40 acres and the mule, take what you want. Take whatever you want. <laughs> mine, uh, another buddy of mine, Marcus, uh, his com- he's a comedian, he's a, he's a black guy, he's in my backyard the other day with a bunch of friends, and he keeps using the N word, okay, and that's fine, Marcus allowed to use the N word in my backyard. Except for I have these high fences in my backyard. Right? And no one can actually see who is in my backyard. And Marcus, like, you're not supposed to say somebody, quote, unquote, sounds white. But let's just say that Marcus doesn't sound obviously urban. <laughs> so all I know is N-word this, N-word that. And all, I can, all I'm thinking is the neighbors are hearing this just thinking I'm having an all-white racist nanny in my backyard. I, I, <laughs> and I'm like, how the, how the hell am I going to let them know that Marcus is allowed to use this word? So I figured I got to do it audibly, right? So at some point, middle, middle of the conversation, I'm like, hey, Marcus, happy Juneteenth! He looks at me like, that was two weeks ago, dude. And I'm like, I don't know, I just, you know. He's like, why are you being so weird? I'm like, I don't know, man, just take it easy with the N-word, okay? He's like, I'm allowed to use that word. I'm like, all right, agreed, but, you know, try and black it up a little bit, would you? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a, that's actually a true story. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it.
1: Dan Lewis, everybody. Thank you, Dan. Good night. Your next comment coming to the stage. Give him a warm welcome, please. Tim Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going for Lauren Kraut creator of
3: the Giraffe Corner, episode 76 came out. I cannot believe you can create that many scenarios with giraffes. It is just, I, I loved how she said, I hope I don't F this up, then she's talking about Tosin. You're doing it fucking wrong. <laughs> she just, so I'm happy to be here, actually grateful to be here, because I just went through a colonoscopy and COVID. So I went from shit out to shut in. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I mean, there's people who talk about um, COVID being like a like a slight cold. Anybody has everybody had it here? Okay, everybody's had it here. Yeah. How was it? You got it now. (laughs) Great. Okay, sir, welcome. Uh, Pat, we've got someone with COVID in here. Send him a pop brownie or something. No, it's for me. It's like oh, it's like the common cold. Like you know, COVID's like the common cold. Like a fucking car bomb is like a fender bender. Man, it was terrible. It was just terrible. Like, And the worst part about it, I recently went back on antidepressants during COVID, which means my sex drive was off. So I spent like seven days locked up not being able to masturbate. It was just the worst ever. I didn't want to cough on someone to give them COVID to put them through that as well. Everybody's a little uncomfortable. Well, you know, speaking of <laughs> speaking of American Girl Dolls, No, I I took my daughter to the American Girl doll store. Has anyone ever been to an American Girl doll store? You have. What's your name, ma'am? A uh, uh, Grace has been there. All right. So you've been to as a as a purchaser or as a escort? Okay, as a, as a purchaser. Got it. Not like an escort. Like that would be a weird escort date. <laughs> like that would be a fetish unlike any other fetish. Well, I actually I actually went there uh, with my daughter. And we walked up to the, to the American girl star store doll or store. And there was a line out front. I was like, Oh my God, did something happen? It's like, no, there's a bouncer at American girl, like a big freaking six foot four, 225 pound bouncer. You know, and i am just, i am just loving the idea of this bouncer talking to his friends. Like, what do you do, man? He's like, Oh man, I'm a bouncer. I'm like, yeah. Where, where are you bounce at? <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. It's in New York. He doesn't want to admit, you know what I'm saying? He's like, no man, where do you bounce? He goes, American girl. Like, oh, is that a strip club? It's like, no man, like Kit Ridge. You know what I'm saying? American girl. Da-. But she she goes in there and the moment she walks in, she becomes omnipresent. She's, she loses her mind. Like she's on like a little big line of Coke going in there. She's like, in many places all at once she's looking at the plushies she's looking at the, the pajamas she, all at one time she like in the multiverse she's in the upside down world I'm losing my mind she um and and we go there and like I'm just there's not a you know guys know dad chairs like where dad dads or guy chairs like at certain store yeah yeah got it <laughs> thank you um Woo-hoo, guy chairs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they squeak when you sit on them. <laughs> no, but it's like th- this is a guy sofa, and I'm and we're cause we're all there and it's like a circle, and we're all there, like just wondering how much money this is all gonna cost us. You know what I'm saying? And some woman walks by and says, Do you want Molly? And I'm like, fuck, I would love some Molly. She's like, No, Molly, the American girl doll. Like it's, we and by the time we were almost done, uh, we went to the third floor. There is a third floor in the American Girl doll store. And at the third floor, you can get your hair done with your doll, they get the doll hair done. There is a fourth fucking floor in the American Girl store where you can have lunch with your doll. You can rent a doll, There's, and my daughter, God bless her, she looked up at me and goes, Daddy, someday I wanna be a doll that can be rented. I'm like, oh shit, there are not enough therapy bills for this, or for this set. Thank you very much, I'm Tim Taylor. <laughs>
1: Tim Taylor, everybody, an American Girl. Your next comment coming to the stage. Here she comes. Give her a big, warm welcome, please, to Rhoda Gravador.
4: Thank you, Lauren. All right, so um, since the reversal of Roe, there's been an increase in vasectomies. So guys, yeah, guys, if you want the ladies to swipe right, then you gotta swipe off your dick. Did you know that uh, Tucker Carlson's mother abandoned him as a child? Now that's what I call a late-term abortion. So pro-lifers have this uh, conspiracy theory called an abortion survivor. And it's not about the women who survived getting abortions, but it's about people who supposedly survived getting aborted. Okay, so the next time you see someone walking down the street with a hanger stuck to the back of their head, don't pull it out. They've come this far. Can you imagine finding out that you're an abortion survivor? One day you go knocking on your birth mother's door. Hi, um, you don't know me, but remember that procedure you got 20 years ago? Well, that's also my date of birth. So, surprise, Mom! I was going to abort that joke, but it survived. That joke is an abortion survivor. (laughs) Uh, A few weeks ago, a man was arrested for the attempted assassination of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Personally, I would have chosen Amy Coney Barrett. Because I'm a woman, and we women like to keep each other down. Am I right, ladies? Where my ladies at? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You got to push them down. Push them down. I would shoot Amy Coney Barrett with a, a super soaker full of sperm in her vagina because guns are still legal. Then, or maybe I would shoot just Clarence Thomas, because what male Catholic who wears a robe every day to work wouldn't want a super circle full of sperm shot up his ass? Uh, Clarence also wants to reverse contraceptive rights and gay rights. Yeah. What's next, dude? Loving versus Virginia? Look, if you don't want to be married to your crazy ass wife, just get a divorce. Um, oh. Congratulations to Associate Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Yes, first female African-American justice. Roe should have been decided by the four female Supreme Court justices because three of them would have decided to abort Amy Coney Barrett. Five of the nine Supreme Court justices are Catholic, and none of them are Filipino. That's like going to Kaiser, and the nurses aren't Filipino. Thank you. Uh, To be clear, um, Amy Coney Barrett is not Catholic. She's actually Pentecostal. And the difference is in how they pray. So when a Catholic prays, it's our Father who art in heaven. Amen. But a Pentecostal prays in tongues. So when asshole, cunt, bitch, I mean Amy Coney Barrett prays, it's I'm a gender traitor bitch. I'm a devil in a robe. But you can call me Karen. That's my time. Why did I do that?
1: Oh my god. Thank you. Thank you, Rhoda. Thank you very much. All right. Giving hell to Scrotus. <laughs> <laughs> Our next comedian is new to the room. Is I'm not sure how to say your last name is Samson Manel. Please welcome Samson Ranella, please.
5: All right. this is wonderful, wonderful being here at uh, Mutiny Radio. Give them money, give them money, okay? That's all I gotta say. That's my kiss up uh, time right now. Uh, I wanted to uh, dedicate this uh, set to my grandma. Let's hear it from my grandma, yes? Because uh, this morning my auntie said, You know, you remind me of your grandma, you have your grandma's eyes. And I thought to myself, wow, I did not know Grandma was a stoner. That explains all the chicharron she always had with her. Uh, I just realized that uh, that joke really flies well on the radio. Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) For people listening on the radio, yes. I'm the guy who invented boba. That's why it makes sense hey you know uh, uh I've been living in San Francisco since 1986 but San Francisco's changed so much you know because I was at the marina district recently to show off my glorious melanin for those in the radio I'm showing my ass right now my glorious melanin and uh and uh, I was over there and I saw the weirdest thing I actually saw this Asian girl holding hands and kissing an Asian guy it was the weirdest thing man just it has changed so much. Where is my San Francisco Yoko? Whatever happened to that? What happened to the days when I would see Korean Bible study partners frolicking in Chrissy Field? What happened to them? They're in the sunset, lining up for boba. All right. Okay. I'm turning 60. Thank you. Yes, I'm turning. Yes. Yes, I'm. I'm really excited because uh, I finally uh, I, I finally get to buy my first uh, training bra. So it's oh it's so good, man. Just I uh, think I'm a C C cup. Do you think or just a B cup or whatever? Yeah, this is great. I'm I'm excited because uh, you know my shopping options open up. Victoria's Secrets opens up to you know that kind of thing. And I can't wait till I finally uh, can tell a guy, you know, excuse me, uh, my eyes are up here. Okay, so just okay. It's it's. It's an old guy titty joke for you <laughs> folks out there following, if you're keeping score. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you can relate, right? Yes. Now, are you are you into kale? Kale? I just started, I, I just got into kale myself. It's great. You guys like kale? Kale? Yes, it's great. Oh, man. Kale's so wonderful. I like it so much better than using a loofah. Don't you? You know, it's just so amazing. It just really, you can get right into the ass cracks and everything. Steam rooms. Oh, my gosh, man. I joined a... Uh, I joined a gym, and I love steam rooms. I just realized how much I love steam rooms. Anybody else with me here? Yes. I find steam rooms are the best place, really, to eat dim sum. It's great, man. You, wow. Oh, man, pork buns never tasted the same. I got to say, uh, I always, when I'm in a steam room, there's always a lot of shenanigans going, especially in a room full of naked men, right, you know? Right. I'm I'm. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Naked man. That was perfect. <laughs> I'm always uh, looking, you know, looking for the guy who's causing the shenanigans. Is it the guy sitting across the room uh, eating a shawmai, giving me the googly eyes, you know, is it him or is it the guy sitting on my lap? I don't know. <laughs> Who is it? Tell me, please, people. OK, I'm going to end with this. Um, hey, you know, I went to H Mart uh, because I, I at. I have a fantasy of being part of BTS, you know, the Korean store, uh, and, and I actually found that they sell Hello Kitty toilet paper. Can you believe this? It's amazing, there's a little Hello Kitties on the toilet paper itself. I do confess, though, it's not the first time I had a pussy rub my ass. <laughs> let me tell you, just to, yeah, let me tell you. Uh, that's why I suggest never uh, invite the cat when you're taking a shit. Thank you very much, you guys have been wonderful. Oh, I broke my virgin comedy version on Mutiny Radio. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Samson. All right, your next comedian coming to the stage is a tall drink of water. (laughs) Please give a warm welcome to the very funny, the very adorable. Here he comes, Ian Langland. Yes, thank you, Lauren.
6: You're funny and adorable, Lauren. How are we today? We're good? I'm in a bad mood, everybody. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not doing well. That stuff. Uh, family tragedy happened. It's not good. I, uh, my my great aunt, she just got scammed. She, she just got scammed. She, she fell for one of those Nigerian prince emails. It's fucked up. This is an elderly woman. They took advantage of an elderly I was so upset when I heard this. They took $1,500 away from her. That's fucked up, right? Because that bitch has been sending me $10 checks in the mail my entire life for my birthday. You're telling me she had $1,500 to shell out? What the fuck? If only my name was Prince Mokolo Mobembe, I would have got more money. That's messed up. I have been thinking a lot about when something bad does happen to you or a family member. The response is always... Bringing them food. Are we familiar with this phenomenon? You always bring them food. I never really understood this, you know? I don't know if anybody's ever been eating an oatmeal raisin cookie and thought, wow, this is so good, I almost forgot the part where I have dementia, you know? Maybe it does work, who knows? I never understood that. Also, the audacity to think your cooking is going to make anybody feel better, okay? I don't think it's true. It happened. My, my mom, she fell and she broke her hip. We got all this food, and we were, she was eating it, and she stopped to eat it. And she goes, God, I wish this fall put me in a coma so I do not have to eat this tuna casserole anymore. That's what she said. Learn how to season your food before you send it our way, all right, Janet? Fucking learn how to cook, at least. <laughs> I got beef with Janet. I do. But when something bad happens, they always ask you that same question. They always say the same thing. They go, if there's ever anything you need, do not hesitate to ask. That's very I feel like we're not taking advantage of that. Ever anything. That's a lot of things. Next time it happens I want to go up to my mom and be like, "Mom, this is a great time to secure that plasma screen TV we've always wanted. We can get Uncle Rick to buy it." I want to push. I want to push. Next time, next time something bad happens to me and someone asks me that, I'm going to push and be like, "You know what would make me feel better? A fucking eight ball of cocaine. That's what would be good." Anything better than that goddamn casserole, Janet, okay? Bad cocaine is better than whatever the fuck you're cooking, okay? This is just my beef with Janet. Is your name Janet, by the way? You look like a Janet. God bless you. I am (laughs) a, I am uh, a, I'm not a very masculine person. Thank you, who wooed? Yeah, there you go, Colin. I am a, I'm not a masculine person. It sucks not being masculine. I, I get so jealous of the masculine people I see all the time, like alphas. You guys know what alphas are. Alphas are so they're so blissfully ignorant of the world. It's so awesome. Like their biggest worry is like, do I work out before breakfast or after breakfast? That's like the extent that their brain goes. I just wish I could think like that. Okay, and they're also great with women. Alphas are wonderful. but It doesn't matter. They're so fucking dumb. They can say whatever they want. I saw like, They could go up to a woman at a party and be like, you, you're fucking coming home with me. And they'll be like, all right. Like, it works every time. What's the secret? What am I missing? Because I'm not, I don't think like that. I wish I did. I don't think like, I was in the car one time and I saw this beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk. I was looking at her. She saw me looking at her. And I out loud said, alone in my car, I am so sorry, ma'am. That's what I said to myself. That's not Alpha. Not an alpha thing to think. The only th- I have a little bit of alpha. There's a little bit of alpha in me, and it only comes out to bully myself. Does anybody else? Does anybody else's subconscious just like berate them 24 hours a day? Doesn't matter what's what I'm doing. I'll be like ordering food at a restaurant. and He comes out. He's like, "Fucking order quicker. Or the waitress will think you're a pussy." It's like, okay. I'll be at like a crosswalk. Like the red hand is up, and it's like, "Jaywalk to assert your dominance over the other pedestrians." I'm like, okay. All right, that's been my time. Thank you, everybody. Shout out to Lauren.
1: Ian Langlands, everybody. He has a beef with Janet. Your next comedian coming to the stage, he's in the back. Dorian Trong, please give it up.
7: Hello, everyone dating's been hard um dating is hard because like you know women have started to like look for different things than men the last couple of years you know like back in the days like all you need to do is just like be you know kind of big strong man with a job and then you just walk up to a lady with like a nice hat and you just be like oh miss uh would you like to have my children and then uh and then she'll just be like i guess all right and that's it but now, like women are looking for different things, and some of these things are, are crazy. Okay, ladies, to all the ladies out here, like, have any of you guys ever like said these words? Um, I love a man that goes to therapy. Yeah, that shit's insane, ladies. Okay, ladies, like when you, when you, uh, when you go to therapy, you know, you know, you get your emotions sorted out, and um. And for, and you like men that go to therapy because this says uh, they have money. That's that's why you like it. And this is and here's why guys don't go to go to uh, therapy. Okay, and it's not because of stigma. Okay, because there's a stigma to like like public masturbation, but uh, you know there's there's one in every uh, public transit. You know <laughs> that's not stopping any of us stigma. The real reason why guys don't uh, go to therapy is because we have the answers to all our emotion pro- emotional problems. Like we know what it is. <laughs> And it's the same answer for every problem. And it's, the answer is pussy. That's, that's what we need. I, like, I could, I could face, like, I could see, like, a tragic accident in my face. And I go into the therapist's office. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And if he, like, prescribes me pussy, he's like, oh, you want want some pussy? And I'll walk out of there whistling. like, You know, walk down the block and give a, a total stranger one of these. Like, that's it. But yeah um I don't know i I think it's it's funny how I you know men and women get treated uh, differently do I do I do you know like we 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 could all think about like the thousands of terrible things terrible things that men do to women and we're like, oh that's horrible but like if we reverse that shit it would be super funny you know what I mean like every time we hear about a man beating woman we're like oh no what a monster can you imagine, like, a woman slapping a man around? That shit's kind of funny, isn't it? You know, like, uh, imagine, like, this guy, his wife, is having a bad day, and he's like, oh, honey, I, uh, cheer up. He's like, honey, I, uh, I put the couch together. And uh, she was just like, the legs are off balance. Shit! Ugh. I guess that's not funny. I will, uh... <laughs> right before I came here uh, today, I had period sex, um thanks she uh she uh she was a slave and i was a soldier from the civil war (laughs) i said i was like ma'am you're gonna be safe you're gonna be all right in about 10 minutes but right now i think it's okay you know to have sexual fantasies about slavery you know we were very mindful when we were doing it we were very mindful you know she was white I was black, so it's fine. All right, that's my time.
1: Dorian Chong everybody, having sexual fantasies. Uh, we have we have a problem here. You have Colin? No, okay. But I see Charlie. Just put it on Colin. Okay. What? Your next comedian coming to the stage. Give him a warm welcome, please. Colin Braun.
8: Thank you. Uh, Charlie was supposed to go next, but I was on the wait list. And since he is technically not inside the building, I'm what you get. Uh, Keep it going for Lauren, everybody. (laughs) Lauren, Lauren really is fantastic. And you should take every opportunity to see her while you still can. Um, I've been working incredibly hard. I've been super stressed, and when I get really, really, really stressed out at work, my ADHD locks in, and I actually perform at 110% of my full potential. And I've made a discovery that only an ADHD person can discover. You can save 50% of your grocery budget by forgetting to eat. I didn't have lunch today. Or breakfast. Anyway. Anyway. Um, no, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing bad. Um, uh, I'm overworked. I'm, uh, going through a mental health crisis. I, uh, have drug issues. Um, I'm prone to anger and rage, and I have no idea what my future holds. It's gotten so bad that people are starting to call me the United States. Happy 4th of July. I didn't even know it was Fourth of July until fireworks started going off in my neighborhood at 6 (laughs) p.m. I live in Oakland. Um, Didn't even know, because I was alone all day. Turns out when you're divorced, every day is Independence Day. Uh, Some some gay guys, though, are very into the Fourth of July, and I I think they should be celebrated. Uh, I call them sparklers. All right, (laughs) stupid homophobic gay guy. Um, I uh, I support Planned Parenthood. I think we should increase funding to Planned Parenthood. I think we should do everything we can to make Planned Parenthood bigger, because if there's one thing I want, it's a bigger PP. All right. Trying to get booked more. I I struggle to get booked in the city because people here know me. And I can't get booked outside of the city because it's all Republicans and apparently I was photographed at an event that I thought was to increase funding for the Bureau of Land Management, but it was something else. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. When I got married, my husband's parents got us a beautiful 12-piece set of copper pans, beautiful top-of-the-line copper pots and pans with lids. And when we got divorced, we split it 50-50, which sounds fair, but I got six lids. I have another joke about copper pots that includes me having one, and I think it's better, and I went with the wrong one. Oh, well. Um, So I have a beautiful copper pot, and uh, I did the most divorced thing in the world um, the other day when I cooked Kraft mac and cheese in it. And since my husband has the lid, I had so much in common with this pot, just this hot bottom without its top, all alone, full of fake cheese. I work, uh, I work in construction, and in construction we always have interns, and you can't get a good intern. Today I sent the intern to the store to pick up lunch, and he came back with excuses. Um, the CEO of my company has a wine cellar. He's a rich white man with a wine cellar, and I think there's nothing more relatable than spending every weekend getting wasted in your basement. He's my guy. I'm all done. Thank you so much. Give it up for Lauren.
1: Colin Braun, everybody. Your next comedian coming to the stage, Charlie Moore. Please give it up.
9: What's
10: up, y'all? I was driving along with my dad a couple days ago and it had me thinking. I think the biggest generational gap between all the generations is just how much we use Google Maps and the way that we use it. Like people my generation will follow it. My parents will follow it, but they'll argue every once in a while. And my grandparents will refuse to listen if the voice is female. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it also, it's actually very true. Like in Germany, Germany came out with a GPS system and male drivers in Germany refused to listen to the female voice director. It's pretty messed up. Speaks volumes also on who the Germans will blindly follow. Like, yeah. I follow Google Maps completely blindly. Like, Google Maps told me to walk, and I got out of the car and walked for 20 minutes <laughs> until I realized that I just hit the walk button, uh, the walking directions button in my back pocket. Yeah. I'm actually more of a Waze fan myself. Waze has a feature, which is pretty cool. You can see where the cops are on Waze. If you guys have used Waze, you know that feature. Google Maps copied them, which is really cool. Did they have to release it on Juneteenth? Like, I don't think they did. It was even worse because they just changed the pictures of the cops to pigs. Like, that's not activism. Um, I think the other biggest generational gaps we all know is the way that we listen to music. My generation will listen to the lyrics. My parents will focus on, or sorry, I'll focus on the vibe. My parents will focus on, like, the lyrics. Like, my favorite song by my rapper Lil White Tank Top came on, and you know that song. I be my wife and kids, and that's just how it is. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then my dad was listening to the lyrics, and he's looking over like, are you trying to prove a point or what, son? Yeah, shitty joke. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff. Um, I think, I'm a big sports fan, there's other sports fans in the room, so we know that sports are kinda dying. And I think the easiest way to bring fans back to live sports is to allow streakers. Everyone loves the streaker. You could take the two most divided fan groups in the entire world in the most heated game and they will all come together to celebrate the one streaker. Yeah, it's a true underdog story. One man, six security guards, in a true ceremony of sticking it to the man. Yeah, it's very poetic, and everyone roots for him. I was at a game, and I saw a streaker who was running around, and he actually managed to escape into the stands. He still got caught, though, because this was an Oakland A's game, and there was nobody in the stands to blend in with. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that bothers me the most is on TV. They don't even show the streakers anymore. No, they cut out of it. I think they're missing out on money. Like, what better way to advertise the quality of your beer than a drunk idiot having the time of his life? I can see it now. This streaker is brought to you by Modelo. For those who live life with a fighting spirit. <laughs> or like, if he's yeah, it's mad. Um, I think the penalty, <laughs> I think the penalties too are unfair. I was reading this one article. This guy got sentenced to two years in jail and had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the World Series. That's pretty messed up, right? You agree? Mess. All right, this was the Little League World Series, but like, you already agreed with me. He already agreed. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Appreciate you.
1: Charlie Moore, everybody. See him later streaking. All right, your next comedian coming to the stage is one of the hardest working comics in the Bay Area. Please give a warm welcome to Pam Benjamin.
0: how she said "Hardworking, not funny no i'm kidding i'm kidding no i can be self-deprecating that's fine uh cool i've been thinking a lot about witchcraft lately uh, mostly because i i just think that it's 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 a rebranding of feminism or feminism is a rebranding of witchcraft i don't know how that works sorry they call they used to call it witchcraft now they call it feminism that's where it is uh, but no, I've been thinking a lot about it. Because in the 1500s, there were, like, women that lived in the forest with animals. And they just didn't have any shitty roommates. And I'm like, this is what we call witchcraft, women that want to live alone? Like, who else are you going to live with? Oh, you have to live with children. Children are their shittiest roommates. You have children roommates, right? You're a child. I'm sure you're the worst roommate of all. No, they're, they're jam hands all the fucking time, touching everything. They don't pay any rent. They don't know how to do a dish just waste this space. they can't even put their own goddamn socks on what's the point of these children worst roommates ever second worst roommates men <laughs> can't clean up after themselves I just don't understand every time I take a dump the poop goes in the water and then I flush it but I go in after a guy and it's like all over the sides and the back somehow it gets on top of the toilet seat how is that possible I cleaned this toilet and it's on top of the toilet seat sometimes and I'm like are your buttholes in a different place? Like I know that men have a pee pee and girls have a vagina, but like are your buttholes over here? Witchcraft cool Know what you guys are doing Uh, I make all my major life decisions with a magic eight ball Not the one you're thinking like the one that you shake and you go. Do I have a problem with cocaine? Yeah all signs point to yes that's i do i use magic eight balls all the time this kid uses a magic ape yours you scare me you're the one i'm sure you taught me like if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours you don't eat your boogers you smoke them i know that's what the kids are doing now they're like you cretins you old disgusting adults you've been rubbing them on your gums gross you smoke them witchcraft Uh, life's been good lately which is weird it's I'm feeling feelings I've never felt before you know like fulfillment and happiness (laughs) yeah unusual feelings and so I greet all new feelings with fear of course so I've been trying to just like not die right cuz life's going really well and I'm just like oh shit don't die like don't get hit by a bus so before I've been crossing the street I've been like looking both ways for safety right being really safe no phones no earbuds like really paying attention right uh, for safety avoiding you know summer camps schools low hanging fruit <laughs> for safety don't want to get hit on the head with some of that low hanging fruit <laughs> right i've been smoking way less pot in the morning before my shower for safety right i know those slip and falls It's 2022, you'd think they'd make a shower out of something not slippery. Why? What are we doing? They want old people to die. What are they? Safety! I've eliminated all choking hazards from my house. No more Legos, no more tiny pretzels, no more (laughs) (laughs) 27-year-olds. I die suffocating on jizz, like (laughs)
9: Learn
0: to swallow Benjamin. And at my funeral, at my funeral, Lauren's there, and she's like, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. 27-year-olds, yeah. And as an addendum, of course I swallow, but I always leave just a little bit for witchcraft. All right, thanks so much. Give it up for
1: your host, Lauren Kraut. Yay! Pam Benjamin, everybody. Saving a little bit for witchcraft. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give a warm welcome to Kavita Singh. Ooh. Here she comes. Thank you. All,
11: right. All right, guys. So my my boyfriend is black. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Devontre. <laughs> and um, my parents, they don't accept my relationship with him. Uh, yeah, because they're racist. Um, and I think that's really unfair because brown and black cultures are super similar. Like we both love spicy, flavorful food. And we both have collectivist cultures. And we both deny mental health as a concept. Right? They're like, oh, you're depressed? Why are you so lazy? <laughs> Get back to work. Um and my dad found out through my sister. I had never told him that I was dating Ryan, my boyfriend. And when I when he found out, he called me up and he was like, "Kavitha, you're out of the will." And then I was like, "Okay, I'll just send you back to a nursing home." And he's like, "You're back in the will." <laughs> because Indian parents are terrified of nursing homes. It's basically like the upside down um equivalent in stranger things where they're like in ascending order, the things that terrify us are like poverty, terrorism and playing bingo with nostalgic white folks. You know, like it's pretty bad. Um, I hate this store. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Urban Outfitters. Um, It's basically where they sell rags but then market it as a vibe. And if you go to Urban Outfitters, they basically have one. All of their clothes are made for like one body type, which is just like petite chihuahua. Um, And it's rough. And you can never have an ass. I don't, I mean, I have scoliosis, but, you know, it still doesn't work with dresses. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, uh, I date, I went on this, I, I, I dated this guy, and then he rejected me through text three months later. So we went on this date, and then, you know, radio silence, and then three months later, he was like, hey, I just wanted to clarify that I'm not interested. Um, if you're ever wondering how long to reject someone, uh, three months is not it. <laughs> you know, like, three months is is like the, the parking ticket that you were too lazy to pay off, and now you just feel like you have to get it over with. You know? <laughs> three months is, I'm going to keep you on tab if all these other women don't work out. Like, three months is, I entered a relationship with this new woman, and she rejected me, and so... I need this win and I'm going to reject you. It's like no update needed. I'm really bad at expectation setting too. So he rejected me after I invited him over and into my bedroom because we were in a living, we were in, I was living in an Airbnb at the time and there was so much foot traffic. I invited him into my bedroom and he unzipped his pants and he was like, what are we going to do next? And I was like, Oh, there's, There's this video on YouTube of an iguana being chased by snakes. And it's narrated by Snoop Dogg. It's all pleasant at earth. And then then he was like, according to my, you know, I'm just not feeling it. I'm glad that we can level set expectations. I was like, where was that when you unzipped your pants in my bedroom? Men are so sus. Um, Oh, (laughs) yeah. My so my my ex boyfriend. Um, I'm always talking about men. I'm 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 multi dimensional. Um, my uh, so one of the guys that I dated in high school. Uh, he he told me I had no idea that he liked me. Okay, he liked me, but I had no idea. And it was because we would walk to homeroom together, but he would always turn right to go to his locker. So we never walked to homeroom fully together. Like we'd walk halfway and then he'd disappear. And it turns out, because we started dating afterwards, he did it because he didn't want to make it seem like I was too, like I, like he was too desperate, which feels like so much effort for a young dude, right? Like they have to deal with so much because I was talking to him just like, blah, 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 enjoying conversation. And instead he was just like, oh, this is great conversation. This is great. Turn right. Turn right or she'll never love you again. Turn right or you'll lose her forever. You know, like it's, it's a lot. Okay. <laughs>
1: Good evening, everybody. Always remember that if you don't touch something now, you only have to touch it later. You... <laughs> Your next comedian coming to the stage, Spencer Devine, please give it up.
12: Uh, I'd like to thank Jesus. (laughs) No, no, I I was never religious growing up. Um, I'm agnostic because, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm too lazy (laughs) to make up my mind. They're like, hell, what's your religion? And I'm like, I don't know. I I don't know. Who the fuck knows? You guys know call and response yeah you know of it cool next joke no when i say guess you say what guess you guys if anyone ever does call and response at a concert and you do that they will kick you out when I said call response, I meant like calling response. You know not not calling. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. So we're going to go. When I say guess, you say what? Guess. But. Guess. But. When I say chicken, you say but. Chicken. But. Chicken. But. chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you guys knew how calling response worked. Uh... So my friend Steve had a heart attack and then a week went by and he had a second heart attack and then he told me that he had a heart attack and he, a week later he goes to the doctor he's like oh yeah when I went to the doctor when I was having a heart attack oh, it was so high I had to walk up the hill I could barely make it just one step at a time. And then when I had my second heart attack, you know, it was even harder. You know, it was one step, barely made it to the hospital. But when I went this week, it was a lot easier. And I'm like, oh, you mean when you weren't having a heart attack? <laughs> I don't think anyone's like, oh, man, I... Well, this is a really hard job. I wish I was having a heart attack right now to really smooth things over. Oh, we have to break into the bank, but there's a grid of lasers. How are we going to do it? The, the, the patterns are changing randomly. I know what to do. Uh, g- 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 uh, ah. No, heart attacks are always bad. Why don't we have kidney attacks and brain attacks? You know? No, it's just a legitimate question. It's not a setup. Not everything's a joke. This is real life. No, the call and response ended five jokes ago, Jared. Fuck. So my friend, you ever had a friend... Who they're trying to describe a movie but they don't know what the movie is called, so they're trying to so my friend was like, Oh, have you ever seen have you ever seen Taken? Already knew the name of the movie. Good start. And she's like, Well, you see, Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills and then uh his wife and his daughter are um uh, uh, They're, uh, well, okay, so the terrorists break in, right, and then they're, um, abducted? No! (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie where there's just a giant shark and they're like, we're going to need a bigger boat, because the shark's biting the boat with its, (sighs) oh, mandibles. Thank you. You guys get it. Shut up. Thank you.
1: Spencer Devine, everybody, giving us up a lesson on uh, calling and response. Your next comedian is new to the room, and I can't get to stick with that one. Oh, here we go. New to the room. Please give it up for Max Spark. Ooh.
13: I'm not new to the room. I've been here four times, but it's cool. You're all good. You're all good. You should have saved me last. Not everyone would have to feel the sweatiness of this microphone, but it's okay. It's okay. How was everyone's 4th of July? How was it? Good? Good? How was yours? That's all you can give me? Yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. Um, Segway. segue, segue. Um... Do not you guys have any friends that are way too excited? Oh, no. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Do you have any, guys have any friends that are way too excited about literally everything? You know, they're like the definition of positive vibes. He gets it. He gets it. They hang out on Hay Street a lot. But, like, you, you I could be like, yo, bro, I'm going to go take a shit real quick. <laughs> Fucking sick, dude. <laughs> I love shits. Just feel so free after, you know? um another thing about these guys is that the um fuck what was my next Gotta think. Sorry. oh i got really close. Another well, thing about these guys is they can't they won't say no to Oh, I got it. I got it. When something negative happens, um they're just a little too positive. You be like Yeah, bro. Um bro, I need uh, I need to tell you something. It's pretty hard. Oh yeah, bro. I got you. Yeah, you're my bro. I got you, man. I got you. I got you. You can tell. You can tell me anything. Yeah, it's just. Um, it's pretty hard. It, um. My my dog died.
3: No, bro. Are you are you serious? It's like.
13: It's like. I I I get I I get you, man. It's like that. That's a really difficult thing to deal with, bro. And like, fam, like. I I got I guess she was like in third grade. My 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 pet fish Timothy passed away. At t- in third grade, my. My pet fish, Timothy, passed away, bro, and that shit hit me here, bro. That shit hit me here, so I get you, man. Wow. Hearing our shared experience, you know, it really did not make me feel any fucking better. Wow, thank you. Another thing about these guys is they will not say no. You could ask them to do anything, and they'd be down. They'd be like, yo, bro, you trying to get some food? Did Yes. Hey, you trying to hop on that roller coaster? I might shit my pants, but yes! You trying to stage a coup and become the new rulers of the free world? Dude, fuck yes! I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not that bright. I'm not the smartest person in the world, okay? I don't know if I was dropped as a baby or my mom was hotboxing the womb, but I'm just not I'm just not that smart. Okay? Just things don't come supernaturally to me. Hey, for for example jacking off, something, (laughs) she gets it perfect every time, doesn't she? Jacking off, something so simplistic, was not a one-two process for me. It was more up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, select, start process for me, okay? I didn't get it. It The the first time I tried jacking off, I kinda just slapped my dick and balls back and forth like one of those hand clapping toys just (laughs)
10: Why isn't it working? When does the good feeling happen?
13: So I I did that for about a month until I was like, okay, this isn't working. And my balls turned purple, but that's not relevant. That's not relevant. But I think it was about a month later. Um, I, I figured it out through the help of friends. Oh, that sounded wrong. But through the help of friends, I figured it out. And I, after I, I healed up from my injury... I was right back at my sport. Thank you.
1: Max Mark, everybody. Your next comedian coming to the stage is Denise Lee. Everybody give it up.
14: Yeah, this is pretty damp. (laughs) Fine. Uh, so, So my family's Buddhist. So my mom basically hates this shirt. She was like, showing all that skin makes you a bad Buddhist. And I was like, but Buddha's always naked. Is Buddha also a bad Buddhist? I've seen him wearing a robe. Usually still has a nip slip. My mom didn't like that joke when I told her. She was like, I don't think you understand. If you dress like that, people are going to think you're stupid. And at first I thought this was kind of mean, but then I thought about it and I was like, if people think I'm stupid, does that mean people no longer have expectations? Strangers will stop asking me for help on the street. Like if strangers ask me for directions now, I'm just like, I don't know the alphabet, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I, I think my mom uses Buddha as a proxy to just express her disapproval. Like when I was younger, she would state say stuff like, oh, uh, Buddha doesn't like it when you don't take out the trash. It's bad karma. So then I started saying stuff like, Buddha doesn't like it when you don't let me go out and party. That's bad karma. That's a lie. I would never say that to my mom because I was never invited to parties. <laughs> like in high school... I- I just didn't have a fun look, you know? I wasn't ugly or anything, but I just looked like one of those girls that you might find on the cover of a McGraw-Hill geometry textbook, okay? So so I didn't party much, and so as an adult now, I don't really know the tactical execution of partying, but it probably doesn't involve saying tactical execution, <laughs> I don't know how to make conversations with people. Like, I was invited to one party earlier this year, started talking to this guy. He was very hot. So that made me panic. Uh, So I just pointed to the sky, and I was like, whoa, what a beautiful night. There's a full moon. Isn't the moon so round? And then he looked into the sky, and he was like, whoa, that moon is a light pole. And then I had to excuse myself to go jump off a bridge. Uh, I'm trying to eat healthier because I was told it would fix all my problems. told my friend, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much broccoli, but my stomach still hurts all the time. And she was like, maybe because you just ate ice cream and it's 9 a.m., you know. I'm just lazy. I just don't like how long it takes to make food. Like, I didn't know it takes so long to cut up produce. Okay, like cutting fruit is the worst pineapples pomegranates i don't have the patience for it like when i'm at a grocery store and i see a dude buying pomegranates i'm like he's a good listener Uh, i grew up in a very christian town i had a classmate who found out i was buddhist and he was like you're gonna go to hell for not being a good christian and i don't know what kind of christian like what kind of denomination he was i just know he was very annoying this guy, this guy was like, are you planning to have sex before marriage? And I was like, hopefully. He was like, well, that's a sin. I don't want to go to hell like you, so I'm saving myself for marriage, which was a very weird thing to say because he was quite ugly. I was like, who are you saving yourself for? <laughs> I was like, is God saying no to sex or is just everyone saying no to you? Okay, thank you. <laughs>
1: Denise Lee, everybody. Coming to the stage now is your next comedian, Kelly Evans.
15: Give it up for Lauren Crouch. She's fucking awesome. Hell yeah, I'm just going to keep that here. Um, I am from Texas. Anyone else scared of science? Cool, just me. Yeah, we are stuck in the past. Pe- Texans are like pilgrims. We're like, Susie can read. She's a witch. Burner. You know, like that is the average Texan on the science scale. Um, I went home for Thanksgiving and I was just hanging out at the uh, Home Depot. And um, yeah, yep. Uh, just in the garden center. And uh, I struck up a conversation with this random guy and uh, I let it slip. I got vaccinated. Yeah, and his response was, shouldn't have done that, man. Makes you gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> What? So I fucked him. Yeah. Right on the succulents. Suck that, Bob. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he was vaccinated because he enjoyed it a lot. He was into it. Um Yeah weird times we're living in uh i am uh, uh i i'm 40. i'm about four, i'm like 39 so i'm just 40. let's just say 40. and uh so I, i've been dating mostly women who are younger like i was dating someone who was like 29 and she wanted to have sex standing up and i was like uh you want to have sex standing up you mean you want to have sex with me standing up and you hanging on like a sloth from a banana tree you know like that's not i'm doing all the work here all right when did we start integrating weightlifting into the sex life? I'm not into that. I don't want to have to pause for a fucking power bar as we have sex because my electrolytes are depleted. You know, like that's not what I'm really looking for in a sexual experience. I'm more of a lay on my side kind of guy. You know, I'm really good at that. That's my solid. That's a solid move. All right. And people who talk shit about it, they're in the wrong. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It's just seriously. And also, first of all, No. You got about two minutes before there is no sex. Because, I yeah, I got enough blood for two legs or one dick. You choose. All right? Sex or squats. You get that. That's all right. We can do, we can make love or CrossFit. Just fucking make a choice. I can't do both. I'm not like an athletic guy. You know, the kind of guy where they ask, what do you bench? And he's like, Tiffany. You know, like that's not, (laughs) not me, man. That's not me. Um, I have a friend, uh, I have a friend who got married and, um, and I've been asking him like, so what's the, you guys plan on having kids, which I know is a rude question. You shouldn't ask that. And, uh, but his response I thought was dumb. Cause he was like, you know what, man, I just, I can't bring a child into this world. I was like, uh, huh? Yeah. Because this is the worst possible world we've had. I was like, you want to bring a child into the potato famine? Like that was a way better time. That would've been horrible. Cause you would've been Irish, you know? <laughs> dumb people mostly no i just bad genes anyway I just, no it's all right i can say that i can say that because i'm spanish so uh you know lesser species <laughs> yeah they don't say that about any you don't say that about anybody else except for unborn children you're not like grandpa's too sweet you gotta go grandpa all right i'm doing this for you the world's too bad and you're just too good you know like nobody's i pull the muscle doing that all right <laughs> that's that's sad. Holy shit! I should have done abs before this. Um, anyway, uh, I just you know say what you mean, which is I want to drink wine coolers and do coke on the beach. You know, and like I don't know, a kid gets in the way of that. And you know what? It doesn't. Just ask my mom; she'll tell you. Anyway, <laughs> that's my time. I'm going to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> Kelly Evans doing wine and sex on the beach. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Devontree Coleman, please. What's up with
16: y'all? Always like giving Lauren fist bumps. Cause I assume all old white people, all white women are racist and she's not. So it's real cool. You have a British accent, don't you? I knew it was something not from here. Do you have an accent too? Oh uh, yeah. I thought y'all were spies cause you said you don't fuck with America. Oh yeah. I just came out as asexual. It was news to me too. One of the homies asked why I don't play with random women at bars. And my brain said it's easier to come out as asexual than as a shy adult. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's cause my mother raised me wrong though. Um she didn't give me somebody said oh, I thought somebody said yep. I was like, damn. She didn't give me like the unnecessary confidence of a normal straight man. Like, most of my friends are straight and they be saying some stupid shit. I have a friend, he says that if he played a game of one-on-one against LeBron James, he could score at least 10 points. LeBron James. The nigga with the rings. My friend is five foot nine and he sells insurance. I don't think he could run a mile in under 14 minutes. But he thinks he can score 10 points on the greatest athlete to ever play the game of basketball. I wish I had that unnecessary confidence, though, because like especially straight white men, they be thinking they can do anything. I was in the airport the other day in this flight to Dallas got cancer. Rand because the random white dude just stood up. The pilot quit. So a random white dude stood up and said, fuck it. I'll fly the plane. What? I don't know if I've ever tried to fly a plane, but I imagine it's not like riding a bicycle. Because if you crash your bicycle, it's very unlikely you'll kill 97 other people. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm the odd man out of my straight friend group too. Like one of my friends came out as gay recently and everybody else did like the fucked up response. They were like, oh man, I'm cool with you being gay. Just don't bring that gay shit around me. But I kind of got hype about it. I was excited because like now I send him pictures of my fits every day because I want to know what the hoes think about it. I, uh, I've uh, i been going on dates recently. I uh, I recently went on my first picnic. I found out there's a thing called a picnic blanket. Um, She told me because I brought my comforter. <laughs> but I saved it. I saved it because I was like, Oh no! I gave all my blankets to this homeless man outside of my house, so she thought I was compassionate. But I fucked it up because when I got home, I threw that blanket right back on my bed. <laughs> I uh and that was like the best date I've had so far. All my other dates, I get disrespected. I went on one date with this lady. We went to a restaurant. She was complaining the whole time, so I told the waiter, "I was like, yeah, go ahead and split the check." She looked at me and she was like, "You're such a fucking bum." But the whole day she was complaining about how she just got laid off. So I was like, "No, we're fucking bums." <laughs> I uh also I recently I brought this lady to my um house because I wanted to impress her with like my cooking. So uh, I thought it was going well. Like I made food. She put it on, I put it on the plate. She took a picture of it. I found out it didn't go so great because she posted the plate on the in, on her Instagram story with the caption, "I'm tired of fucking with these childish ass niggas." But, like, she could have communicated with me. Like, if she didn't want the chicken nugget kid cuisine, she could have told me. I had other options. I'm Devontre Coleman, give it up for your host.
1: Devontre Coleman, yay! Your next comedian coming to the stage, please give it up for Brady Pearson.
17: Thank you. Oh my God. Well, hello. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Pam. So good to be here. You know, I try to think about when I knew I was such a spectacular person. How young I was. And I think about because it's July. I think about Christmas. And I, when, when you're nine years old, what was your what was your fantasy about Christmas? a train set? Anyone else? Nine years old. Barbie house. Socks. Very reasonable. Do you know what I wanted when I was nine years old? Revenge. Okay, so here's the story. I am nine years old. It's 1979. If you know anything about 1979, we could do any fucking thing, okay? We could go out. We could go bike riding any time of day. When you go to Disney World, who's been to Disney World? Anybody? So This is before there was even an effing Epcot Center there. Right? And when they had, you you could actually get on a ride that you were tall enough for. And that's it. No parents, no nothing. So my parents had this brilliant idea. We were staying at this place called, does anybody know Frontierland? Okay, Frontierland. And so they're like, you two go out, you two go out. And I got stuck with my fucking brother, three years older than me. Any other youngest in the house? So you know what this is like, right? So you're stuck with your brother, he's three years older than you. And all of a sudden, he's in charge of it, and he lets you know it every second. And we went on every ride that terrified me, everything that was wrong, Right? He took me to Space Mountain, I screamed into the darkness and he just laughed. And then we went on the haunted house. Of course, I'm nine years old, I am shitting myself. I'm like, I cannot do this again. And then for the third time, I can't even remember what the fuck it was. It was probably something really terrifying. I said, you know what, I'll be right back. And then I just stepped back like Miss Vangie into the bushes and just receded. And then after a few, five, 10 minutes, I was sure he was gone, and then I went on my own adventure. I went on the teacups. Everybody do what the teacups, little faggots want to do. They want to be on the teacups. And then I wanted to be a deep, deep, deep sea explorer and get all up in there, in the Nemo, 20,000 leagues under the sea. And I think I had some cotton candy. And then as the night drew to its midnight close, knowing that I had only to get back, I remember shivering, shaking against the card as it brought me back to... Um, Frontierland, I was like, okay, I made it. And the best sound ever was, as I approached our camper, you had one job, Brett Andrew. You had one, where is he? Mom, I don't, where is he? You, you were supposed to, and like any concerned brother, I proceeded to wait. I mean, they just came for him, and I was just like, oh, and then after, after it had been almost too much, oh my God. Mom, I'm home. Brett, what happened? You got oh, we got lost. I'm so sorry. I'm just, that's terrible. No, no, Brady, it's okay. Are you okay? I'm fine, Mom. I'm really fine. Now Brett, you go to the other room. Brady, what, what what'd you like for Christmas? We've gotten you some delicious candy, some marzipan, and some licorice pipes. I can tell you one thing from that story. Revenge is not served cold is as sweet as licorice and for one more thing just because it's pride and I'm feeling a little dirty I'm going to sing a little song for you it's from the boys camp that never was in Lake put me Wisconsin and it goes a little something like this <clears throat> oh I love you put it in me put it in me every day I love you put it in me But it's in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you. I'm
1: Brady. Brady Pearson, everybody. Thanks very much, Brady. All right, your next comedian is... Wally Hippolito, and he's not oh, he's, here? Yeah, he just texted me and said he's on
0: his way, but we still Okay, have a he's on of his way. So w-
1: next is. on the list is Wesley Chu. Yes! Thank
18: you, thank you. Oh, look, a mic condom. That's Oh, circumcised. Fantastic. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, so who's excited about monkeypox? Anyone? Yeah? Yeah? Hi, sir. Hi. How's it going? You look like you fuck monkeys. How do you feel about monkeypox? Oh, I'm really excited. I think it's- oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. i uh, just joking. I know that uh, you know if anyone fucked a monkey would hear about it on the news, but you know, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but seriously, though, capuchin or spider? Okay. Fair enough. You don't have a preference. That's cool. Anyways. uh... Yeah, so uh, monkeypox, it seems like it's the second uh, coming of the virus. Uh, it's not like COVID's a thing anymore, right? Yeah. No, I'm not. Okay, yeah. So um, just one virus after the other is our virus just going to be a, something in vogue going forward, like fiery season. Happy fiery season, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with this day and age that viruses start having their own social media accounts. I really don't. Carl the fucking fog has their own social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram, I kid you not. And that piece of shit is trying to convince people it's friendly and nice. It's not, okay? I lived in the outer Richmond for over six years and it's cold as fuck. And uh not nice. Not fucking nice at all. Can you just imagine these viruses just having their own social media accounts? What do you think they would post? Like monkeypox, it would just be pictures of developing sores on people's hands and feet. And COVID would be posting things on, like, the death toll every day, as well as people on ventilators. Yeah, stuff like that. Real, real pleasant stuff. And you know that people would be hitting that like button. You fucking know it. You fucking know it. And, uh, yeah, you just can't put it past people anymore these days. And first things first, you need to come up with a first name for these viruses. Why the fuck Carl? Really, why the fuck Carl? Is this just because, I don't know, he's just a pleasant, unpleasant person that's trying to make people's lives unpleasant every day? Carl sounds like a Republican. He fucking does. I don't think we've really learned anything about surviving a pandemic. If monkeypox becomes a pandemic, you bet your ass would be another shortage of uh, toilet paper. You know it, you fucking know it. Um, as someone that eats a lot and uh, takes giant dumps, you don't need that much TP. You really don't. Uh, I am very conservative with my squares. So any if I can do what anyone can. And we all know that monkeypox at like covid does not give you the shits. And yeah. If there's an if like we haven't learned anything, uh, you know, wet markets still exist. People still eat exotic animals. We haven't learned anything, and this is the cause of all our viruses, right? So maybe we should just stop. Simple as that. But we're not, and we're all going to die, and we're just going just to die and, and enjoy it, and, you know, maybe one day, you know, we'll learn our lesson. But we're not. We're just not. And basically, we, as Human pe- as human beings, we just need to stop fucking with animals. And you, sir, you just need to stop fucking animals. That's my time. Thank you very
1: much. Wesley Chu, everybody. Wesley Chu. Thanks very much. Are you ready, Wally? Next, coming up to the stage, please give a warm welcome to Wally Hippolito.
19: Oh, my God. How... Oh shit, there's a lot of people here tonight. What's up, Mutiny? How y'all doing? Y'all having a good Friday so far? Hell yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, what do I want to talk about today? Oh, um, I I turned 31 this year. And uh one of the things I thought would stop happening happening after my 30s was uh getting shot at. Yeah, that seems like a young man's game, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, like um I I thought I thought getting shot at was cool, and I blame 50 Cent. Because, like, growing up, the story is that 50 Cent had got shot nine times, right? I don't know if you folks in the front know this, but, like, the story goes that he was shot nine times. And I thought, you know, if he can survive nine of them, like, you know, I could take one to the ass or something, right? That wouldn't be too bad. I want to get my rep up, you know? I'm 10 years old. I got to start doing shit out here. Got to start pushing fucking weight, you know what I mean? That's my shit, man, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a turn 31, so I'm getting a little older. Uh, I've become a better judge of character. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but uh, that shit got kind of boring. So now I judge people by the, um, by the car that they drive. Yeah, so, you know, for me, for example, I own a Toyota Camry. So what does that tell you? Exactly, I'm on the verge of a drug overdose. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and... You know for does anybody here own a, a Nissan Ultima or know people that own a Nissan Ultima yes isn't isn't that person a piece of shit sir? God I do n- <laughs> look and if it's a woman, if it's a if, it's a, if it's, is it a man or a woman man both men if it's it, okay men they I don't even want to talk about them those are pieces of shit on their own but if a woman owns a Nissan Ultima guaranteed she's gonna stab me with a cheesecake factory pin that she stole. Without a doubt in my mind. And ladies, you know, a little bit of advice for you. You know, if he owns a Camaro, that guy is never proposing to you. If she owns a Camaro, women don't own Camaros, dude. They're more classy than that. They're way more classy than that. But if he owns a Camaro, he's never proposing to you. All he wants to do is rev his engines for other dudes outside of of the club at 2 a.m. That's kind of his shit, you know? Like, I don't know, I don't know cars, I'm not an enthusiast, but I do know a piece of shit when I see it, guys. I really do. What else? Uh, A lot of shootings going on lately. Um, We're going to take a dark turn here. Uh, Have you guys, you know, before Val Day, did you guys hear about the DC shooter? Yeah, uh, the one guy who knows Camaro people knows it, huh? But, uh, so the DC shooter, Spencer Raymond, he was on the fifth floor of his apartment when he... My brother, he was on the fifth floor of his apartment when he shot up a K through twelve school. Horrific. Thank God there were no casualties. Right? And thank God. Thank God he was Asian. Oh, that got dark quick. <laughs> I'm like, let me explain why. Because if you're white, you guys know what it is. You guys know what fucking time it is. You guys are the Kobe Bryant of mass shootings, guys guys are really fucking good at it you know what i'm saying but but with uh with spencer though he did make history as the first asian to not understand the assignment you know not one not one kid guys you know all those hours of call of duty for nothing you know little history lesson lee harvey oswald shot jfk from 200 yards away This guy was across the street and couldn't get anybody playing hopscotch in the sixth grade, guys. It's a sad day, you know? It's a sad day for us Asians. You know, they say Asians always try to act white, right? Well, he tried, you know? He tried. All right, guys, I'm Wally Hippolito, that's my time. Thank you so much.
1: Wally Hippolito, everybody. Is Grace Grace here? No. Okay, then we have uh, one one comic left. Lou, are you ready? Lou Romano, everybody.
20: Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, folks. Give it up for Lauren and <laughs> Pam Benjamin here in Neck of the Woods. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, the birds and the bees about sex and uh, you know how some parents they they don't tell their kids anything uh about sex and my parents uh were the complete opposite you know there was a lot of pressure from them at home uh my dad my mom she'd say you know she'd be like you need to listen to your father you know and get out there and, and have some sex with girls and my dad said listen to your mother he's from Italy so he's very macho and you know he 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 uh, he he would say listen I am gonna show you how to do this okay I'm gonna take you and I'll, I'll show you how to talk to the girls." so he dropped me off at school and he'd be like wow the girls here This is beautiful you know this girl, Camena? Yeah, Dad, I know. She, she, that's uh, Angela. Wow, beautiful. Introduce me to her, and I'd be like, "Oh, oh Dad, please don't introduce me." And so I would, and he, you know, he'd be charming, and he'd be like, "Angela, that's a beautiful name. You're nice. What's your, 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 your passion? What's your interest? Your hobby?" and She'd be like, "Oh, I'd like to dance and sing, and you know, th- those are the things I do." Beautiful, you know my my son Lou. he's a good kid, but he's a, he's a shy. Can you be his friend, please? And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm I want to crawl in a hole. And uh, you know, he gets to the end. He's like, "I kiss your hand, and uh, I wish you." Thank you very much to let your sunshine fall on us. And and uh, so later, you know, he he gets to me and he's like, Lou, that girl wanna fuck you. And I'm like, dad, ew, no, dad. And he's like, why not? Why she wasn't so, so nice to you? And uh, <laughs> I said, because she's nice to everybody. You know, she's just a nice person. And uh, he'd, <laughs> he'd say, uh, that's bullshit when a girl is this nice to, to a boy he can only mean a one thing and I said what and he goes guard 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 gort." that's what and I I'm clueless so I say what is gort, dad and he, <laughs> <laughs> he says you are my son or you you belong to the milkman and I, he said, she want to go with you and make it love. And uh, I said, no, dad. <laughs> she, she, She's just being uh, friendly. And he said, listen, if you don't take the girl, I'll kill you. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night.
1: Lou Romano, everybody, getting lessons from his dad. We have one more comedian for you. Please give it up for Mauricio.
21: All right, give me all the love in the world. I pretty much retired from open mics, but here we go. I guess I have to practice. I hear all these little bitches on a Bay Area comedy network. They're like, I'm going to do an hour special. I did three the other day. All right, too soon. Uh, yeah, I'm Mexican, so this is my hood. So white people aren't kind to me and they're liberal, me and my friends will rob you. And then and, uh, and I always tell the cops that my name is Ernest Evangelista. I'm growing out my hair. All right, too soon. Um, I'm trying to read the crowd. Uh, gentrification is really back, fuck. I was on team COVID because it was mainly my white friends that were dying and we're starting to get the blocks back, but you guys are back like a motherfucker. Like the white people were like, "We're a mass. you should be ashamed of yourself." And they just had three kids and got married and bought a house. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I'm indigenous, so I can say this. I actually come from this land. You guys aren't. My tribe never got conquered. Zapotec, Masteca, and Oaxaca. We murder everybody and we still sacrifice their hearts in private. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Uh, I love being indigenous. Uh, I hate white liberals right now. They're a piece of shit human beings. They deserve to die. And uh, they steal our culture. They want to play hacky sack and think that they invented it. I'm from Oaxaca. We invented it. And I hate when motherfuckers are like, you guys didn't build those pyramids. It was aliens. I was like, my cousins just built your fucking house. You dumb sons of bitches. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a Hayes Valley guy, so I drink Icelandic water. I'm woke, so I have to slow this shit down for you guys. Is that okay? Looking at you. Cause he's on my side, man. Hayes Valley for life. I like anybody in a suit, man. Uh, t- uh, one thing I hate is the liberal America trying to control comedy. They're like, don't joke about rape. It's not funny. I'm from Oaxaca and Mexicali. So I have to be grateful for rape every single day of my fucking life. I'm half indigenous. My dad is pure indigenous. All right, so before the Spanish came over and raped most of my people, like uh, the ones that didn't get raped, they're homeless in Mexico. They can't speak Spanish or English. They are fucked. My mom is from Mexicali, Mexico. All my cousins are white as fuck and they're six feet tall. Dangerous place, Mexicali. Because of their rape from their Spanish ancestors, I'm a couple inches taller, I got a nice dimple, and I can talk to you guys in English. You know what those motherfuckers have to do in Mexico? They have to hold a baby really sad on National Geographic. I suck at holding babies. All right, too soon, man. <laughs> Whoa, fuck, man. I thought this was Muni Radio. I thought this was like some pirate theme or something. Yeah, really. uh, One of my favorite jokes right now, try to match on the bubbly side, I guess. Uh, witches are after me on Instagram a uh, liberal white witches. And I'm like, like, I put a spell on you. They send me messages like that and their faces got demonic and they try to hack me. And they were like in black lingerie. So after I got done jacking off, I'm like, what am I scared of here? I don't know what to be scared of. <laughs> I'm from Mexico. We have our witches. I just visited my witch doctor up the fucking street. We don't have magic wands. We have pistols and cocaine. I watched that movie. i leave it at this. I watched that movie, The Craft, to get to know my enemy. Have you guys seen this pretentious bullshit movie? White girls are like, I love that movie. The only intense scene in that movie is they lure this pretentious like white kid into college. Like, right, the innocent one wants to sleep with him and fall in love. But the trashy neo-Nazi one from American History X, she's like, yeah. she keeps getting in the way. He goes like this, you're just jealous. And she gets him like, jealous? Jealous? And she, he feels the power and he falls out the fucking window. And dies. If I was in that situation, I'm like, so we're not having a threesome. All this cocaine on the table is magically going up my fucking nose, and I'm gonna go magically hire that prostitute on the street corner and have my goddamn threesome. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Fuck you,
1: Mauricio. Everybody, or event, yeah. or Ernest. Lauren, do jokes. You really should do jokes. Okay. You didn't. Everybody,
0: okay. Lauren Kraut, yay! Oh, thank you, yay! Well,
1: while I'm here, I'd like to express my sincere appreciation to the Roman Empire for inventing French toast with maple syrup. Yeah, they were the first to take their bread and dip it in some beaten egg with cinnamon and then fry that motherfucker in butter. Forget about inventing aqueducts or the Roman calendar. French toast! Why is it called French toast, I hear you ask? Because Roman toast was already taken, that's why. We don't have this now. It fell out of public favor around 72 B.C., but Roman toast, oh. Roman toast was bread dipped in cat saliva with a pinch of nutmeg and then fried to perfection in a vat of jealousy and ambition. Also served with maple syrup or thereafter the Romans invented brunch and the rude waiter. Okay, Marcus Antonius, you got 10 minutes to eat and get out. What do you want to order? And yes, that's where right. ancient Rome sounded just like Brooklyn, New York. You got a problem with that? I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose chains under the seats on the school bus? Ooh, 47 cents. Like rainbows and clouds. Or compassion from an NRA lobbyist the other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels wasn't even looking for it <laughs> there it was I was looking for oblivion couldn't find any of that but courage bravado false hopes fake confidence that shit is just a and whiskey <laughs> I also discovered mediocrity at the post office you think you'd have to go to the DMV for that. Nope. And today, right behind the Frosted Flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. It must have been there a while because it was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. They're okay. That's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. Thank you. I loved the way you say that.
22: That was great.
1: Where are my pot smokers at? Yeah. No. Woo. Don't you laugh how comedians say that? You never hear us asking, where are my deadbeat dads? Where are my pedophiles at? Who voted for Trump? See, so yeah, I smoked some weed in my 20s. I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I, I did weed. I did coke, I did a lot of coke. I did, what was it? Oh yeah, crack. I only did it once, don't judge. But I don't smoke pot so much anymore until I went to Seattle and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack. I would know. (laughs) Where you inhale and you're high on the exhale. That's right, I'm not just some old lady. I'm an old lady with poor judgment. (laughs) She gave me some to take home. I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens you put in the pipe and a lighter. This was back in the day. The sales lady asked if I was buying the pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget I'm bad at math. I have trouble making correct change and I work as a cashier. Oh, it's medicinal. Tell you, there's nothing worse than a 60-something hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I get high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. I told my therapist about it because I was worried I was becoming addicted. She didn't think it was cause for concern. You're not hurting anyone, I wouldn't worry. Is it interfering with your work? No. Is it interfering with your comedy? No. You're not high now, are you? Oh, would that be a problem? (laughs) I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD, it says that in the name. This person is obsessive, watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited it stoned, and I'm stoned right now. So yeah, I think it's cause for concern. (laughs) Sound the alarm that old hippie dyke is out buying up all the good weed. (laughs) Somebody stop her before she hijacks a cable car and eats up Daily City. That's a munchies joke. You get it? Daily City is the, the, Okay. How about a song? Yeah, I was singing this before. Maybe you know it. I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only. One, two, three, four, five. You're not singing seven. Eight, nine, ten, 11, 12. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Okay, I got the light, but um I gotta go, but let's first pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. To reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the thank you. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part time, full time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Yeah, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut at any point in time, but you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass, minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's on first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much for coming out. <clears throat> Thank you, Pam. Keep your
0: hands tapping for Lauren Crowd, everybody. Hooray! Right. Thank you all for being here today. We do this every Friday at 6 o'clock. We also have Joke Workshop on Mondays at 6. And tomorrow, every Saturday at 2 o'clock at Atlas around the corner, uh, we do live comedy on the street. It's the most fun you can have on the sidewalk. Um, So thank you so much for coming. Tell your friends you had a good time. And uh, thanks for being at Mutiny Radio. Yay! Clap it up for Lauren again. Yay!
22: International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
23: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? and they'll even say nice things dude, you before they tell you how to get improvements.
17: No way! What is this dang rabbit thing
23: called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop? Yep, every Monday, six to eight p.m. on the Mutant Radius.
17: So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from six to eight?
23: That's what I'm saying. It's the joke workshop Mondays, six to eight p.m. at the Mutant Radius.
22: Yahoo!
14: Four ninety-nine. I was well, really
22: just cool. leaving the theater. <laughs> <laughs> 1969
24: gold Cadillac with the white material, and I drove it up here.
25: And I started
24: to do some thinking. On
22: the and I'm having a really, really good time.
24: Flat,
6: black, classic, Just big splits and cruising Saturday that Cadillac too.
22: on the freeway. Good I am I a total you. friendly fraud. fraud mm-hmm. And Laurie
9: Sterling's mm-hmm. voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy, though, mm-hmm.
25: yes, an adolescent. And I will cut
3: Handle the Henry! Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here,
6: Henry,
1: from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan, and she makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude
22: minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private Investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined, while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, From his time in the Tango Clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex, The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
12: Hey, Mio Nier Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service
0: with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's dot com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Find leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in.
25: release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. Enough for 93,000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org volunteer to find out how you can help.
23: Be in it. I wanna be in that girls club. I
9: wanna be in that
23: girl's club. I gotta be in that girls' club.
9: Yeah, so I me be on into the motherfucking girls club.
23: Club. I'm talking girls club, won't you let me in, won't you let me in, won't you let me be a part of this thing baby I just wanna come inside the tree house,
9: I just wanna come inside your tree house! You're not allowed Gary! Why? I just wanna be there! It's a girls club Gary! word. Fidelio? No! This is not eyes wide shut, Gary, okay? Jesus! I just there aren't a bunch of people having sex in there? No, well, it's none of your concern. So there are a
23: bunch of people having sex in there?
9: Gary, I need
23: you to stop looking for answers. Uh oh oh they're definitely having sex Oh yeah they're having sex Oh I can tell I can hear it yo they're having sex And I just know it I can feel it yo they're having sex And, and uh, uh
9: Oh uh Oh, uh. oh.
0: This girls club by some guy on the internet yay yay hey i'm gonna do a little podcast you were just listening to let's watch a full Link movie on youtube with mike spiegelman well i mean i put that song on there because i felt that it's brilliance needed to be shared with the world <laughs> so i so i felt like that needed to happen uh but which, which mike is on? what they all they're all on you can choose one whatever you can move there you go you like the rolly chair with the bouncy springs sure. yeah sure
23: that makes sense.
0: sure oh sure. sure. all right so you don't right. have to work tomorrow because tomorrow's the day off i don't
24: actually, i realized that today yeah
0: you have a day off that's exciting
24: and my dad good. my dad told me that uh, that tomorrow was president's day and i let out like a a really excited moan <sighs> and then he's like yeah you're welcome i'm like you didn't make it the day off you don't get to take credit for this? So
0: he's the messenger and you get to
24: He's the messenger.
0: I don't know how to make screens go. Oh, I know how to do it. I'm a Luddite. It's terrible. Okay, there you go.
24: You have lettucy?
0: No. A, a, do you know a Luddite is a person who doesn't subscribe to technology? It was it's an old old word, but Do you know screen, what you're
24: talking into right now?
0: I know a microphone your is pan, technology. You're Pam,
24: the owner of Mutiny Radio, which is technology. You broadcast but... your sound all over the airwi- airwaves.
0: You have to there. You put am it I in
24: front too, of, there. You go. Am I too close to it?
0: No, no, no. You're fine. You just have to point your mouth at it instead of going like that. It's like a trick because of the way microphones work. Do you know how microphones work? No, I'm They're still magnets. learning. They're magnets. They're a series of magnets.
24: <laughs> what? Anyways. What else do you know about microphones?
0: I know a lot about them. everything. I know about microphones. I learned from singing karaoke. Oh yes, that's the best way to get better at uh, performing on stage is karaoke. And because it's
24: the most embarrassing thing in the world. No, well.
0: no, because um, you because karaoke is rewarding people for trying really hard. Like you, the harder you try, the better you are at karaoke. And it's not about the quality of what you're doing; it's about the intensity of which you're. Projecting your, inside your insides on the outside, and they give you a microphone, and everybody's there, and there's and it's easy because they give you the words. But then the challenge karaoke is when you choose a song that has a really long, like either dance break or you monologue over it, and then you can tell jokes.
24: Is that how you got started telling jokes and in, in the like the bridges of songs?
0: No, but I do. If I feel like I don't have enough stage time for a night and i'm like super sad cuz like let's say i bombed somewhere really hard i'll go to karaoke
24: get the f- you'll do that today still no
0: not not like tonight cuz there's no time cuz there's too many open mics but if i like let's say i bombed super hard i would make it a point this week to do karaoke and then i would do um cats in the cradle with the silvers Sp- anything by cat stevens in the really cradle but with it's, the it's, it's so anything quiet. with the word cat in it well i love cats but if it's quiet then you can just monologue over the whole thing and you can just do jokes and they're like people it's exciting and fun it's like going to a poetry open mic and doing comedy. They're like, "Whoa!"
24: Or going to Cafe International and doing comedy. Sure. So you still do that, like, to, like contemporarily, not today, today, but do I, I in, sing a lot of in karaoke? In the meta, meta, meta word, meta.
0: I, yeah, I sing a lot. I sing as much karaoke as I as I can. I'm not. A, When's the last time you've done it? <laughs> I've been super busy. The last Friday of the month is vendors. But Benner's not the last time karaoke? I did it. Yeah, yeah, the last Friday of the month. Eileen, uh, punk it? rock, and Schlock. Nine to, on the stage. Um, I, the last time I sang karaoke was last Duh. week, last Sunday with Nathan, at the late night open mic. At the end, I sang. Oh, at Ireland. I sang like three songs with him. And that one, they don't did even you, give Did the he words. sing hallelujah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Every oh my time. God. Every
24: time he's got to sing hallelujah. No, he doesn't have
0: to. He needs to start telling jokes over it. Or changing the words or something. No, no, no. So, he
24: feels like he has to sing hallelujah. Well. Because that is the drunk. Like, when you're drunk, the song hallelujah, there's no way to sing hallelujah and not feel like you're not crushing it. Because it's just the simple. It's, just, the it's just one word. It's just hallelujah. And I'll give him credit. He knows the verse. Yeah. He knows the verses in Hallelujah. I
0: spilled coffee. I I have a drinking problem. I can't get it in my mouth.
24: You have two different kinds of drinking problems. One is the overconsumption of alcohol, and the other is just the ability to consume anything fluid.
0: Now I'm going to have a little...
24: Pam just spilled an entire bottle of coffee all over her shorts. She's soaking wet right now. Well, there's... (laughs) She's... She's, ta- oh my, pa- she's taking her pants off in the studio, <laughs> and drying them off. All right, all right, pa- Pam, your underwear are not wet. All right, you can put those back on, please.
0: <laughs> I'm actually, um, I, I have, I have one of my little. Uh, I should. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm ha- I might as well. I'm having my third period that I've had in. Seven months.
24: Congratulations! Thank you.
0: No, it's terrible. It's, it's like not. Yeah, it's, it's
24: not a congratulations. It's everything
0: slowing down and stopping. But now, like the fucking elevator doors of The Shining have opened up, and it is scary. It's oh, so like, it's a lot. It's not like it's I, not like
24: teetering off. It's like it's, the the Hoover Dam.
0: Well, because I guess it's my body saved it up or whatever, and it's like
24: I don't know. What Did happened. you feel congested leading up to it? Like bloated?
0: No, no. It all just sort of like.
24: Oh, it felt normal. It felt normal, and now no, you're like, "Whoa, I, I feel, what?"
0: It feels like I'm 14 again, and I'm having my first period, and it's like, "What is happening? What is this?"
24: It's very. It doesn't very feel awful. like
9: a relief to get it all out, though. Like throwing up, like when you have to throw up, and then you throw up, you're like, "Oh." Fuck.